Hello, welcome to Good Games Well Played, episode 139. I'm Clint, a.k.a. JCM, with us this week is Isley. Yo. MSI. Hello. And it is the Thanksgiving week, so there isn't a ton to talk about. Uh, so I'll probably just get through a couple things really quick. There was an interesting bit where an ex-Rockstar dev had like talked about just a ton of stuff from earlier years at Rockstar, but then they... I guess kind of got hit with like a, hey, take that down. So like they took down their posting. Uh, <laughs> but of course, the internet's forever. So people have captures of, you know, what they said. But one of the bits they talked about was uh, Agent, that PS3 game that was uh, exclusives, you know, back in like 2009 that then just went away. We never heard about it again. Uh, it was always one of those kind of like, is this is this vaporware? <laughs> like you just weren't sure because it was, it was Rockstar, right? It wasn't like some new studio that sony put together oh uh, yeah i remember that yeah it was supposed to be the big exclusive that would like compete with hitman and gta and it was supposed to be like mm -hmm. playstation's big game that brought them whatever yeah he uh he talked about basically he he this person worked at rockstar from 95 to 2009 uh, at rockstar north so that's where of course agent had uh, originated but they, they did say that apparently pressure from GTA 5's development contributed to the game eventually switching studios before seemingly being scrapped altogether, saying, quote, we really got going on this one and worked on it for over a year. I remember working on a downhill skiing scene, chasing with guns, for instance. The game wasn't progressing as well as we'd hoped. It was inevitably, uh, inevitable that eventually the whole company would have to get behind the next Grand Theft Auto. We tried to cut the game down in an attempt uh, in an attempt to get the bulk of it done before the inevitable call from New York would come, we cut out an entire level, I think Cairo, and maybe even the space section. Uh, it became clear that Agent was going to be too much of a distraction for us, and we ditched it. I think it was handed over to another company within Rockstar, but never got completed. End quote. So yeah, it was just like, hey, we were working on it, and then, you know, it just... We couldn't get it rolling fast enough, and then like, hey, we need your help on GTA Five because that's the big game, which you know makes sense. I'm su I'm just surprised they didn't give them more time, like a year, especially on the PS3. I'm like, that's not much, right? So like, I feel like you, you got to have allocate more time to a game like that, especially if you're Rockstar. I can't imagine they'd be like, oh yeah, we can just. I mean, look at your track record for how long it took to get out, you know, GTA Four, and then eventually, GTA, well, GTA Five would be. Uh, years later but it just seems like you would give yourself some more time it feels like it was like oh just keep yourselves busy until we get the next gta rolling kind of thing and if you put something out great if not no nah, we'll deal with it after we do gta and then gta development uh never ended i'm and surprised so... they didn't get more pressure from sony yeah I, well i think because it was it who knows the nature right if they were if Sony was how much they funded and maybe there could be something in the back end, like a contract deal, like, Hey, we'll help fund this game. Cause you're paying, I'm assuming you're paying for the exclusivity from rockstar, even though they had a history of exclusive on your platform. Uh, so it's like, okay, we'll, we'll contribute to this, but then if it doesn't get anywhere, you owe us, you know, some money back, I'd assume. But yeah, it's, it's especially strange because you'd imagine they're, well, who knows how big they were in 2009. I mean, GTA 4, yeah, was big. I'd imagine they'd have a lot of folks, especially if they got, you know, the two different sites. But even within Sony itself, like when, because I'm thinking about the inverse of it, right? With like uh, Santa Monica Studios and when they scrapped their project 
that one project they're working on. And then it's like, okay, well, because that project got scrapped, Corey Barlog and your team working on the next God of War, you have to do it faster. Where they were originally going to give them like much more time. It seems weird that instead of being like, you have folks working on a game, but it's like, it's not like it, I'm curious. Okay. If they didn't help and they just worked on agent, when would have GTA five come out? Right. Cause it came out in 2013. So would it have taken another two years? Like I'm really curious. It's like, okay, did how beneficial was it to get them right away in, you know, to help work on GTA five? Apparently very mm-hmm. since they've done nothing since. Yeah. yeah. It's like an all hands on deck thing. It seems like. Yeah, it's just, I'm surprised you don't, I mean, because even within, like, yeah, you, you see that, like, Ubisoft, where it's, like, you have folks helping from every Ubisoft studio across the globe, but it's probably not, like, 100% of that, each of those studios helping out. It's usually, like, you have the main one working on the AC game, and then you have help from other folks, probably so at least your work, because they're across the globe, you have, like, a 24-hour development cycle, where it's constantly being worked on, versus just, you know, a 9-to-5 kind of window, and and crunch no doubt but um but yeah it's just it was kind of surprising to see that but yeah it's just it's just gone <laughs> so it was just an interesting read there's a lot of other stuff but i didn't really focus too much on. i just thought the the asian one was was curious and then we also have a another big update for cult of the land coming out in early 2024 called sins of the flesh they had one a while ago which i haven't gone back and played yet where you kind of go back and there's like another, I think another God comes in and you have to deal with that. I, I wanted to give it a try because I really enjoyed Cult of the Lamb. They did some changes to the, the what do they call it? Like the, the village sim stuff. I believe there's some changes there as well, but I want to definitely want to check that out. But yeah, this will come out in early 2024. It's a, just another major free update that are, they're given. Uh, there's no huge details on it. It's just that, you know, they've been working on the update. So if you liked what they did previously, then you'll probably enjoy this, especially because, again, it's a free update. Might as well check it out. Uh, and then the last thing I saw is that apparently there's a new Subnautica game due out in 2025, according to Crafton. So Crafton is, of course, the company who owns, uh, you know, they own PUBG, and now they're also the owner of the Subnautica developers, Unknown Worlds Entertainment. Uh, they bought them in uh, 2021. It was mentioned in a financial report. They said that the next Subnautica game is targeting a 1H25, meaning the first half of 2025. Uh, So, I mean, that seems about right, because Below Zero came out in, what, 2021? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, so it's it's been a while. So 2025 seemed, I mean, a little far out. I'd imagine it would have been 2024, but who knows, you know, how big that team is, but... I'm excited because I, I like the Subnautica series. So I look forward to another one. Yeah, Subnautica is great. I'd definitely play another one. I thought Below Zero wasn't as strong as the first one, and I would definitely like, um, I don't know, if if they stick with the Subnautica formula, I would definitely enjoy them kind of fixing some of the issues that Below Zero had. Yeah, I, I feel like they could find a nice middle ground because the one thing I... I don't like when I go back and play the original, even though I, I do like the original more over Below Zero, even though I, but I, I still like Below Zero a lot, uh, is that I I don't like the resources being so spread out. That is the one thing I did like about Below Zero is that it, it was denser. 
Uh, and I also like some of the newer mechanics. They had like the the O2 plants and the O2 fish that you could just I get actually, oxygen back from. I liked a lot of the stuff in Below Zero. I did like that it was dense. I did like that. Um, I liked that it was dense. I liked the changes they made to the like habitat building and construction. I mm-hmm. liked some of the changes they made to your mobility and the crafts you could control. Like I like the whole train thing. Uh, I don't the sea truck, remember what yeah. it was called. Yeah, the sea truck. Um, being able to like add cars onto the end of the sea truck and kind of customize mm-hmm. as you saw fit for navigation. I, I mean, the big complaint about it that I think everyone probably had is like, I didn't like how they implemented the above ground stuff, and the above ground stuff just wasn't nearly as interesting as the like ocean elements. So there were a lot of parts of it where I was just kind of like, I don't know, I really liked going super deep into the ocean and dealing with all of that, but everything else when you had to go above ground is just kind of like, eh, it's fine. It feels like a a less polished survivor game when you have to go above ground. Yeah, it's interesting because like in the first one, I like going above ground with the story stuff when you're on the one island uh, without the, the artifact and the, the gun on it. Like once I get to that one, I'm like running around the the architecture alien architecture and like going through the building like okay this is just a long walk i i get it you know i gotta walk through it whatever but i like the other bit where i'm tracking the data logs of the folks who set up shop on top of the hill and you you get all the new stuff all the outside plants are there that just have great uh they're just a super resource for food because you can just munch on those seeds and they give you so much but yeah it's uh i i liked the out side stuff in below zero i wish it was a little more compact like the sections where you're on your your essentially your uh, speeder bike and they got the one like tentacle coming out of the ground attacking you half-life style but it wasn't even tentacles a giant like worm creature like that was fine but i wish it was a little more compact like i'd rather have the exploration in the water and have a little more smaller surface area for the outside bits um like i don't mind going to like getting out going to a base getting some logs finding some schematics you know yada yada like that's fine but yeah that one big open area like that was just a little i was like all right it, this is it was much. just a lot yeah and i don't know if for me it was like a lot of the tools were developed for water navigation and the controls when you're on land feel a little clunky in comparison and I think that like being underwater masked some of the clunkiness of the controls in the game in general. Like, I don't think the controls are horrible, just that when you're underwater, it feels more like it's part of the game. When you're above on land and it still kind of controls the exact same way as when you're like floating underwater, you kind of go, huh, well, these aren't great now. Yeah, maybe you got to work on like, a, you know, character movement a bit between the two but i there are mechanics i did like outside where it's like oh before you get the the warm suit or you have like warm food it's like okay i gotta stay near these plants to keep warm like i do like that survival aspect of it you know because a lot of games have like actual survival games other survival games have that where it's like okay it's cold outside you got like even the forest has it right you gotta like build a fire because yeah. you get cold uh especially rain so i like that aspect like okay i can only get from here to here but like typically you only had that in those small segments again where it's like you're trying to get up to a little base or you're trying to get here is eventually once you get the speeder bike and you have the warm suit then it's like okay now you're in the big open area and stuff's like okay well there's a lot of nothing out here i feel like you could just get rid of that and just have this nice little like go to shore walk you know 100 feet there's a base you can explore and you don't necessarily need 
Because even like in the first one, like exploring the Aurora is like one of my least favorite bits. Like, okay, I got to run through here. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it's like, all right, here we go. Go down here, get this, oh. blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I also think the other part of that is just, aside from the controls, the thing that made Subnautica so different is that it was all underwater. Like, that was why it was such a unique game when it came out. So mm-hmm. when you go above land, even if it's polished, it's kind of just similar to other Survivor games. So it's like, well, do you ever want to stop playing the unique portion? Eh, not really. Like, it, it's just not playing to its strength. Yeah. And I did like having the the companion in below zero with you because i liked having a and having a character that talks i i always like like silent protagonist is fine but i'm fine with like if they're silent or a huge chunk especially when i'm like exploring but then obviously when there's like story bits you know have them talking that's fine i, I like yeah. that uh that mix but yeah that's a well, that's a ways out you know 2025 so we're gonna have to wait for that but uh yeah that was essentially there's only a couple of things but i we don't need to speak to them because they're not really that uh that important but yeah slow week like i said there's a lot of game deals because of black friday and then we'll have cyber monday deals and whatnot so i know playstation has a big uh deals going on right now on the store and i'm sure microsoft has it so i looked at some of the ones on steam and ubisoft has that so definitely check out uh, if you haven't picked up any games i know they have like playstation plus black friday and cyber monday deals but typically the ones they when they do that, it's only for people who are new to PlayStation Plus. At least the huge discounts it's, they do. That's is, what it is this year. Still, the thirty yeah. percent discount is only people that are new, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's it's. That so I guess otherwise everyone would just renew around Thanksgiving. They would just always wait for that. Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, okay, just buy the year, and then here you go. But yeah, lots of stuff like uh, Mortal Kombat One's on sale, thirty percent off. FF Sixteen is forty percent off. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, well, that's part of PS Plus Extra, but if you don't have it for some reason, that's 40% off. Then Jedi Survivor is 40% off as well. I'll probably end up picking that one up. And this deal goes until... When do do these deals end? I'm trying to look here. The deals end on the 27th, so you have... Well, by the time it hit this post, that'll be the last day. Uh, There's a lot of indie stuff on sale, too, that goes until the 29th. You can definitely get it overcooked, all you can eat. Dredge. Uh, Call to speaking of Call to the Lamb, Call to the Lamb uh, is on sale. The Cultist edition is forty percent off. You can get it for eighteen bucks. <clears throat> so Mortal Shell, but that's part of PS Plus Extra. On it. Humanity, which is also part of PS Plus Extra, but that's on sale for thirty-four percent off. So that's essentially eight or twenty dollars. It lists it here twice for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, a lot of indie stuff you can check out. Uh, some pretty good deals. I ended up. Hit getting a, I'll talk about it later and what we're playing. But I I picked up a Far Cry New Dawn on PC because it was on sale for Black Friday. So I was like, all right, let's get this because I <laughs> I definitely want to replay it on on PC. But uh, all right, well that again, that's not a whole lot of other stuff that kind of went on. Uh, I'm sure we'll see. Hopefully, some. Well, we're getting close to the Game Awards. That's probably where the next big huge chunk of news will come out. But that's on the seventh, so we have a. A ways to go till till that happens so we'll see if anything leaks ahead of time but otherwise it'll probably everybody's going to hold on to everything until then any predictions for uh game awards oh we didn't i mean we talked as far as what could show up there or yeah. winners um, no as far as what could show up there <laughs> i mean maybe more we'll get another trailer for death stranding too because i we haven't seen one in a long time because I'm surprised, like, Sony hasn't done anything, so I'd imagine 
that might be there. I, I can't know a lot of people are anticipating the new Grand Theft Auto because Rockstar said that they were going to show something in December. So mm. that would be a big get for Keeley. I can't actually think of too many games that like uh, too many games that are out now that have sequel sequels coming or that we expect sequels to that haven't been announced yet. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could be a lot of indie stuff, maybe. Yeah, because I don't know. Maybe the next game from Joseph Ferris, perhaps. I could see that potentially being there. Um, I love Silk Song. That would be, that's always my anticipation. (laughs) Yeah. What are you looking forward to seeing, Silk Song? That's it. God, do we know what's going on with that? Have they announced anything about that game? Not that I'm aware of. I don't follow it super closely, though, because I am really just waiting for like the big this is when it's coming out announcement. But as far as I know, nothing really other than just like, hey, we're working on it. It's bigger than we anticipated kind of thing. Wow. So I don't know. I don't know what they're waiting for. I got really confused because I went to the Silk Song Reddit the other day. And there are a bunch of people discussing, like, how to beat bosses and things. And I'm like, is there some, like, cracked version of this game that's out that I wasn't aware of? It's like a Half-Life 2 situation. It's just people, like, desperate for any kind of content. So they go to Silk Song to talk about Hollow Knight. <laughs> no, like, it's actually talking. I don't know. I need to do a deeper dive into this. It's people talking about boss that I don't recognize that is maybe apparently from Silk Song. Um I don't know if it's oh, like maybe it was in a trailer are... or something or a screenshot yeah. that they showed on the Discord. But I'm like, I know this game isn't out, so what are you guys getting this from? Yeah, but yeah, I have no idea what'll be shown there. I mean, I guess there could be stuff from Sony, like just more stuff that we already know about. But as far as like world premiere stuff, I have no idea what could possibly be there. Like maybe I don't, I don't know what Xbox would show there. Outside of, because, you know, they, I'm trying to think of what they've shown in the past. Like, was, now, because they, they talked about, what's that game, the Perfect Dark? That was at an Xbox event. That wasn't at the Game Awards. I'd have to go back and, like, look and see, like, what were some big reveals the past couple of years at the Game Awards to find out, like, okay, which studios does you have, like, a rapport with? Otherwise, it'd probably be, like, just expansion trailers, DLC trailers. And then maybe trail again trailers for stuff that we know about. So yeah, I'm not sure how many world premieres we're gonna be having at the Game Awards this year. But. I know I'm pretty biased, but I I wouldn't be mad at like a Honkai Star Rail like big version update because they're coming up on us supposedly going to a new like huge area, new world kind of thing. So if that's coming soon. I'd love to see that because I want to see. I want to know. Yeah, and I want to know when my 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 space uh deluke is going to be able to available to pull because i'm saving <laughs> up my stuff my jades for that so that would be good yeah maybe something from capcom perhaps like if they're working on i don't know i don't know what they what they would show there but yeah because they they showed final fantasy in at the the game opening night live so he doesn't have that trailer so unless they have another one i don't know who knows I'm bad at speculating because we don't really know of a lot of like there are a lot of games in the pipeline, but I feel like, you know, we won't see Wolverine there. Like all the big stuff from Sony, they're going to show it their events and they probably only show follow up trailers at 
the game awards but yeah well like i said there's there's no easy games that i can think of that are like when we knew spider-man 2 was coming like after spider-man and miles morales and the timing lined up and we knew you know they were working on a game spider-man 2 made sense i feel like we're hitting the point where a lot of current ongoing series don't have sequels lined up that are kind of like obvious um you know for various reasons like horizon for example um we don't really know when or if another game is coming we kind of assume one would come but they haven't really talked about anything like that yet and i don't know if it even makes sense at the moment for it so yeah i'm curious i hope they announce something probably not a sony exclusive but like something yeah let's see so last year um we had that hellboy web of word was revealed among us hide and seek street fighter 6 release date hades 2 was announced judas from ken levine was announced that was a big one uh the bayonetta origins was announced was debuted there the earth blade from the celeste creator was shown off the obviously death stranding 2 was debuted there um we had technique gameplay diablo 4 release date let's see crash team rumble was shown the cyberpunk 2077 dlc was teased but that says teaser 2 so maybe it was just a a follow-up trailer um armored core fires of rubicon was announced um this release date for ff16 was there so there was some a lot of release dates uh a lot of indie darlings showing off their next stuff and then some uh other surprises so yeah i'm sure we'll probably just get more there's no fighting games in the works right now so i don't think so they're all out so there won't be any like character reveals from anything so maybe another death stranding trailer if there's another <clears throat> It's a little surprise from Nintendo, perhaps. Uh, maybe more Judas from Ken Levine, because aside from that one trailer, we haven't seen anything else from that. Yeah, so who knows? It's like not because there's. It's kind of a mixed bag because it's not as big as uh, Opening Night Live. I feel like, but usually that's because you have just a a, a wider range of stuff because that's the purpose of the show. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they have at the Game Awards this year. Uh, all right, well, we can go ahead and move on from that to what we've been playing. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with you, Zaya. I saw you're playing Moonrise. I'm going to get this right. You're, you're playing Talia <laughs> right now. Hawkeye, Moonrise, Star. <laughs> no, because I, no, I can't say Moonrise Tower. 14. It's it's Moonrise Kingdom? No. Moonrise Island? Closer. Moonri- Moonrise... Garden party. Uh, shit. Garden party. <laughs> no, what? Moonstone Island. Moonstone Island. Oh, I see. Where did you get g- garden party from? Because you know she likes garden. Zaya <laughs> likes garden games. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, maybe like, like, <laughs> like Mario Party. But <laughs> I, don't, I was just making up something, man. There's no game that's named that. I just I couldn't think. Of it. I keep because I keep the moon. I every time it's Moonstone, I always think of Moonrise Tower. That's why I kept saying Moonrise. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. Um, I've just been playing that a little bit. I'm pretty much to the end of the game. I tried to beat the final boss to kind of finish the main, like the main conflict story kind of thing. I don't know. There's like several different side stories that are kind of going on with it. But that boss is a lot of bullshit. Um, So I've basically just been kind of treating it like a farming game at this point. I do a little bit of the dungeons, but I'm almost done with the dungeons and just kind of picking away at it but i'm kind of at the point where i'm just like 
cycling days in order to get crops to level up my spirits because I kind of have the spirits that I want to do the final fight with. So it's just kind of like I'll I'll pop it on every now and then when I just want to do like a couple days of like farming stuff, maybe a little bit of decorating and stuff like that. But um, I'm pretty much done with that except for the final fight at this point. Um, other than that, I hopped back on Palia again because I haven't played it in quite a while and I know they've done quite a few updates to it. So I hopped back on that just to kind of see what updates they've done, if they change any like quality of life stuff, um, things like that, kind of continuing the main story a little bit. Um, but it's a pretty good game to just hop on and like collect your resources, decorate your little house, just like kind of do that stuff. Um, it's still just, I mean, I've been playing it a lot because it's a good like mindless farming gathering kind of game, but it's still not really like I need to play this kind of thing. It hasn't quite like gripped me like that yet. I don't know if it's just because like progress is a little bit slow. So it's a little bit difficult to like, it's not the same kind of progress as a normal farming game or a normal like life sim kind of game where you start to get used to your current routine and then you are able to upgrade and get new equipment that you go a little bit further and stuff like that it's very slow in that aspect but I don't know it's just kind of okay it kind of fills that like mindless gathering farming kind of niche that I need every now and then um because I am just in like decision paralysis as far as like what I want to play next so it kind of like <laughs> fills that void a little bit until I figure out what I want to do with my life Farming mm -hmm. games are great for when you have no idea what you want to play next. Exactly. And this one's good because it's like you don't fall into that pit of like, oh, I'll just play one more day kind of thing um, because it's an MMO. So it's all like real time. So it's like you kind of get to the point where um, it takes a really long time to smelt an ore or something like that. And you're like, well, I could go out and gather some more resources or like I could just put it away for now and, and go do something else. So it's kind of like gives you that decision of like, do you want to continue the just like really chill, relaxed gathering, maybe like finding a group of people to fish with that kind of thing. Or it's like, are you done for the day? Do you want to put it down and like go do something else? So it's kind of good for that. But um, I always, almost always opt for continuing to very mindlessly and relaxingly gather things because i don't know what else to do yeah i my mindless game like that to try to figure out you know hey i don't know what else i'm gonna do for right now so i'll just play this is, is oni like that's my game mm -hmm. that's why i always go back to oni it's like i like playing this is like that nice comfort food it's like okay i got it's like a checklist i need to do this i need this let's get it done yada yada mm -hmm. but and at least you're like making progress or doing something you enjoy mm -hmm. at least for me like while i decide what else i want to do because otherwise i'll just like sit at my computer and either stare at my browser or just like watch random youtube videos that appear on my home screen because i can't decide what to play so it's like at least i'm actively doing something and engaging my brain a little bit and maybe that'll help me decide what i want to play like 
maybe if I get my life sim farming fill out of this, I won't pick up yet another life sim farming game. And we I'll actually know like play something true. else. We all know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll like, maybe I'll play Final Fantasy XIV for a little bit instead, which I can probably play again because my hand is finally out of a brace. But I kind of just want to farm. I need a lot of copper. So I'm going to continue to farm copper, I think. <laughs> yeah. Get that copper. Uh, what about you, Izzy? I, you talked about earlier off the cast, but I know you had issues where Baldur's Gate 3 was having PS5 problems, but uh, you said they the patch seems to be helping some? They they did a hot fix, I think, last week at this point, that it doesn't... For my, so I, I didn't play Act 3 prior to it getting broken, unfortunately, so I don't know what the baseline was. And they released a hot fix that seemed to fix how broken it was uh because patch four made it pretty much unplayable not you know not the exaggerated unplayable but actually unplayable where you couldn't progress quests companions wouldn't follow you things wouldn't load you would like walk through doors into a void the game just wasn't functioning properly so patch four broke it it seems like there was a hot fix that got it to a semi-playable level but Act 3 still crashes really frequently on me and still is, like, not the best playing experience. It's kind of one of those, like, yeah, play for 10 minutes, save. Play for 10 minutes, save, because otherwise you will lose all of your progress. So it's not great yet, and I hope they fix it more, but I was it a good part of Baldur's Gate? And I was really feeling it. So I've kind of been forcing my way through it um, just because I... I find Act 3 to be really interesting, and I really like some of the developments that are happening, and I just don't want to wait too long for it because of how much I'm enjoying it. So I, despite it being semi-broken, have still been playing Act 3. I, God, what did I do since last we've talked? Um, I finished, I guess, Baldur's Gate 3, Act 3 spoilers. Um, I finished the House of Grief with Shadowheart's storyline. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really fun storyline. Um got to the end of it i had shadow hearts um well i didn't have her kill her parents but she she chose to kill her parents as the end of the like resolution in the house of grief the mother superior fight that comes at the end of that was pretty fun um i kind of lucked into a good uh good positioning because the game lagged so much that my companions didn't follow me into the room when i started the conversation with mother superior so they were all at the top of the stairs and then when you get ambushed by like 30 people to start that fight, I had really high initiative. So I was just like, well, I guess I'll just teleport back to my party. So I dimension doored back to my party, dropped a wall of fire that just ran up the length of stairs. And the AI is, uh, we'll say, a little bit dumb. They just like slowly run through the wall of fire and kill themselves. So the fight itself wasn't super challenging, but it was pretty cool. Um but I did like the whole concept of like the House of Grief and Char and how all of that resolved itself. I thought that was really fun. So I did that. Um, I gained access to the House of Hope, though I haven't. So I know I'm supposed to steal the Orphic Hammer in there. I haven't stolen it yet. I've just been um, stealing everything else in the House of Hope, which doesn't seem to aggro people. And there's some like really powerful items in there. Um, I did the Mystic Carrion quest where you find the Mummy Lord. Um, the Mummy Lord in Thrumbo, that was pretty funny. 
and I think those are the only main quests I've done so far. At this point, I know I need to kill. Um, there's like a wizard in a tower that wants Night Song. I know I need to kill him still. I'm looking through my quest list. Um, but yeah, so Shadow Heart's the only companion story I've finished thus far. Okay. So you have those. There's some other things you haven't listed off. I'm assuming you either have A, haven't come across them, or B, just forgot about them. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I haven't done a ton of the quests yet. I'll, all of the companion quests are still open. Like, I still need to go to Cazador's Palace for Asterion. Mm -hmm. um, I need to confront Lord Gortash for Karlak. For Will, I need to go find the dragon and talk to the dragon that's hidden under the city. Lazelle. Spoilers. I said spoilers. I know. <laughs> um, for Lazelle, I so Lazelle was kidnapped, and I know that uh, I need to find the Orphic Hammer for Lazelle because her quest updated stating when I entered the House of Hope that I needed to find the Orphic Hammer, but because she's kidnapped, that quest sequence is like a little weird. Because my quest log shares more than I actually know about the quest. Um, so, like, the quest log is like, yeah, we discovered the existence of an object called the Orphic Hammer, which can be used to break Orpheus free from his domed prison. I'm like, when did that pop up? Like, since when do we know that? So there's, like, a little bit of weirdness with Lazel having been kidnapped. And I still don't have a... I still don't have a lead for getting Lazel back, which, well, I guess I have a lead. So Oren wants me to murder like a ton of people throughout the city um, to progress the Lazel stuff and get Lazel back. I assume there is a non-murder hobo way to complete that quest, but for that portion, I don't yet have a lead to do like the non-murder hobo path. So I've just kind of been doing other things throughout the city. Yeah, I guess uh, that's well. So you find out about the. I mean, when you in order to find out about, did you stumble onto the House of Hope or did you talk to Raphael? I found the House of Hope because in the House of Grief there is a book that says that Hellsick can open portals to hell, and you get like a a prompt that when you go to the Devil's Fee you get a prompt that um, Helsic knows more about Gortash. So when you talk to her, she's like, oh yeah, Gortash was here. And you're like, well, where did he go? And she's like, oh, he opened a portal to hell. And then you can like bribe her. And you're like, well, what did he want? And she's like, well, he wanted to steal something from Mephistopheles. And you're like, well, what did he want to steal? And she's like, well, I can't tell you that. Give me more money and give more money. And then she basically mm -hmm. reveals that Raphael yeah. is Mephistopheles' uh, son, or maybe it's the other way around. He's his dad. Son or dad, one of those two. I think son. Um, and that Gortash was going there to steal or get information on the crown of Carsis. Um, I think I have that right. Uh, so then I I paid Helsic, um, or Helsic wants the gloves, and I offered to steal the gloves from her so that I could get access to the House of Hope. So basically, House of Grief led me to the House of Hope because there were notes in a book that talked about it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, <clears throat> because you can talk to Raphael in, well, I, I thought he was, before you get into Baldur's Gate proper, isn't he in the... 
I haven't seen is, Raphael in Act Three at all. So did did you not go? Because yeah, if you go into when you go into when you get to Worms Crossing, you go yeah. into the bar and there's like this the the I think it's the bartender. Someone tells you like, "Hey, someone's looking for you. They're upstairs." And it's him, and he's talking to what's the other Gith Yankee's name? The one who you know doesn't like the Catherick the, Voss. Catherick Voss. Yeah, he's talking to Catherick Voss, and yeah, they're I having. Yeah, I haven't done that quest yet because Worms Crossing is so broken that I mm-hmm. can't like. I can't do quests in Worms Crossing. Yeah. See, so I, I, I guess I, I found it an all like <laughs> a alternative way specifically because I was trying to avoid Worms Crossing. Yeah. So I that's that's probably why they do that then because they're like, okay, if you discovered an area but you didn't hit any of the triggers along the way that we put out for you, then we're just going to tell you exactly what this thing is because you should have known at that point. So that's probably yeah. why it tells you like, here's all the stuff. Yeah, cuz if you go if you go talk to Raphael, He's talking to Kithrick Voss, and Kithrick Voss is like, I, I need your help, you know, yada, yada, to, like, he's talking about something, and then, like, you walk into the conversation, and then Raphael talks to you, and he says he wants the uh, the crown of Karsis, and uh, he will, he tells you, like, oh, I can help you free Orpheus as well, like, there there's, uh, I have, and that's the deal, I'll give you the hammer to free Orpheus if you give me the the crown of Carsis. Um, right. At, at, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you can say no. Of course, if Lysel says, you should be like, you should do this, yada, yada. You know, but it's like, you can just say no, and then you find a way to, and it's like, there must be another way to sneak into the house or to get this thing. Yeah. And that, then you go and you get that information from, uh, um, what's her face? Um, you get it from her and then you bribe her, yada, yada. And so that that's how I did it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's good that they, if you miss all the clues and just run straight towards something, it's like, okay, we'll just tell you everything about it because you 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 skipped over a couple steps, um, which is like, it, I mean, it, it, good it makes in sense. one way, but well, so okay, here's it. It kind of makes sense, but also like the problem is, I like doing the quests with the people that are appropriate to them, so I've avoided doing Githyanki quests while Lazel is kidnapped. Lazel got kidnapped before. Um, I found whatever that bar is called. It's like the this Shures Caress or like something like that. Mm-hmm. So I had no interest in doing the Catherick Voss portion without Lazel because I thought Lazel would be interesting to it. Uh, but I have no freaking idea how to find Lazel yet, aside from murdering everybody in Baldur's Gate. Um, I assume I will stumble across something at some point that makes me go like oh yeah this makes sense now i know how to get her back but that hasn't happened yet so uh at the moment i'm just kind of trying to explore and i guess find my way and find other things it's interesting that you're saying that Orin wants you to kill everybody or kill like a bunch of people that didn't happen for me yeah like, the i you encounter is, her uh... Ryan, but she didn't tell me like hey you need to do this so i'm wondering if it was just dialogue choices yeah, let me see what the, the quest actually is. Yeah, so Oren gave me a bunch of murder targets um, in order to essentially prove oh. myself to Ball. Right, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, basically, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, she... So Gortesh talks to you, and Gortesh is like, um, yeah, you... Yeah, I know, he wants you to... 
you kill Orin, and then mm-hmm. Orin's counterpoint is like, you do this to kill Gortesh, and we'll kill right, Gortesh right. together. So it's yeah. like side with Gortesh or Orin. This was the Orin portion. Right, right. But right. she also loops that into like, I've kidnapped Lazelle, or I've kidnapped one of your companions, therefore do this and you'll get them back, and then we'll talk. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I think because you skip stuff in Worms Crossing, that. I think that's why, because you're having problems there. That's that's why I think if you ignore another quest, she offers you to do this thing. Yeah, because on, on my end, um, you know, I guess light light spoilers for because you already had it, you're already on the back end of it, so you you can't get it from this way anyways. I'd assume is I came across uh, there's a church in Worms Crossing, and someone was murdered there. And like you talk and you want to investigate the murder. I was there for a different quest. I had the the laughing amulet from from the the forge, and that took me there. And I had to go there anyways. Um, so it's like, oh, there's a murder. And then I try to investigate the murder. And through the investigation, I find out that like they just blame on a refugee. Like a priest mm-hmm. was murdered. They they say the refugee did it. And you like find out okay, it clearly wasn't a refugee, but someone murdered the priest. And then you get you through that quest, you stumble onto a murder plot. Uh, that a bunch of people are targets and they do give you the option of oh hmm i we could if we wanted we could kill these people to get to as the sacrifice to sneak our way to get to Orin, or we could warn them about the murder plot and you kind of like go through this investigation uh yada yada and then it was actually a really fun bit because it was like uh, you know, this person gets murdered and they were murdered by, uh, you know, some, again, cause you're on the other end of it. So you, you probably won't, I don't know how the game will present it to I, you, but I actually already did that murder quest. Um, but I didn't, when I found that list of like people talking about murders, it didn't trigger Orin in any capacity. No, I'm, I'm just wondering, well, yeah, it won't trigger Orin, but I guess you find out about the murder cult, uh, going on there, but then she never proposition me to murder anybody because i stopped those murders i saved everyone so i'm wondering like if she wants you to kill like the same people or i don't, I don't know how it would how it be like I, i'm just trying to guess like why it would be different because she didn't prop like she made the proposition for hey you should kill you should stop uh you know him and i'll i'll help you yet like they both do that yeah. but she never said hey you should kill a bunch of people to me so i'm just trying to figure out like, why um but yeah, I really like that that murder mystery thing because it was like, you know, you go around it's like, oh, it's this guy, and then uh, like it's the I love when they when you get rewarded for certain mechanics. Like I lockpicked my way into a building in Worms Crossing, uh, and then I found like a a dead body under a bed, and then I did speak to the dead and found out it was like this person's son that killed her, and then you tell like someone else like, Hey, you know, so-and-so's dead over in that building and yeah, yeah. And it's now, you know who you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you go, I, I just love that, that bit. Cause like you could have just totally missed that if you didn't, uh, pass certain checks and whatnot or forgot about speak to the dead. Um, which I often yeah. do forget about speak to the dead. Yeah. Did you, uh, talk, uh, did you talk to the gnomes or did you not talk to them because you're trying to stay out of worms crossing? Um, I haven't talked to the gnomes yet. Okay. Yeah don't even know what that's about so well you had the one the one guy you had through your whole playthrough because you're well you're being a murder hobo but you're kind of playing a good 
run still, right? I mean, you have people who would be gone otherwise. Um, which one guy? I assume you uh, mean the, Barkus the guy, or... Yeah, the Wolfram. dude that was... He, uh, Wolbrin, I guess. The one that was attached to the windmill in Act 1. Oh, that's Barkus. No, Barkus, oh, Barkus stopped sorry. showing up for me. Oh. So, Bark... Well, I already looked this one up because I was curious about it. So, Barkus was supposed to be a vendor in Act 2, mm-hmm. but on PS5, there's a bug that when you save Barkus from the Grimforge... If you talk to him with your main character, he won't show up for you anymore. You have to talk to him with one of your other characters in order Weird. to invite him to camp to get him to show up. So Barkus is a, like essentially gone from the game for me, despite me having followed the storyline correctly. Oh, dang. Well, yeah. I mean, you can, still, you can still do it, but now you just have to stumble, I guess. Because I don't think he, he doesn't tell you, because after Act 2, you have to stumble upon him later by actually finding where the gnomes are. Um, but I guess he just won't be there. So you can still do the whole quest line. It's just the the final outcome. He won't be there to influence. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer because it was like I actually did the quest line correctly. But right. I, like, why would you ever think of starting a conversation with like literally anyone other than your main character? Yeah. Unless like, you fail the check. And you wouldn't think to do like, you know, people do like no spoiler trophy heads ups, but you never do like a no spoiler bug report like hey make yeah. sure if you talk to this character here you don't yeah. do it with your tef like n- why would you think to do that? that that's a ridiculous ask right. um so and yeah that's such I, a random... I didn't get him yeah that's it, it's it's fine he's not like you know and he's not even that good of a vendor like in act two like because I, I when i did go to last slide i'm like oh he's not there because he's dead because i killed him <laughs> but i was like yeah i'm not really missing much um yeah, it's a uh, interesting. Yeah, I'm 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 curious when you'll. I guess because I, I don't know. Did you finish the the murder plot? Like talk to everybody, the little elephant guy and the the um, other person. You know, I thought I finished. Well, I finished it in the first portion, but I don't actually have a. I must not have finished it because I don't actually think I have a suspect yet for the murder plot. Hmm. Okay. But now I'm like blanking out because I'm like, I swore I finished it and I can't remember how it was resolved because I don't remember ever actually coming across anybody that murdered everybody. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like that quest is what led me to figuring out how to get to Oren uh, to save my companion. God, um, I need to, I'm going back through I my think quest log now. Do you remember what the quest was called? Nah. <laughs> no probably murder mystery or okay. something i have no idea just look for quests in worms crossing or uh whatever the the town is because it's not actually in worms crossing it's in the the area right before it rivington or whatever um <clears throat> but yeah that's interesting yeah i haven't played too much more Baldur's gate i've been uh kind of busy um <clears throat> and then i was just uh watching a bunch of uh Blue Eyes Samurai the past couple of days. So I, I, and those are like 45 minutes each. So I, I watched all those episodes earlier this week. So I didn't have too much time there. Um, I did, uh, I think, I don't know if I talked about it last episode, but I did recruit, uh, Minthara. Uh, I had Minthara in my party. I, I did, I didn't talk about it in the beginning of the show, but I guess there, some data miners found some information that looks like maybe they're trying to, patch in a way to recruit Minthar without having to just destroy the grove. Uh, which makes sense that they would kind of work on an option that narratively could work because 
A, the way you recruit her is unique, and then B, you also lose out on two companions by doing that. Granted, that means that they will have to create probably more character interactions if you have, like, her and Carlac or her and Will. And then, like, it seems like from the data mining, the way it works is that if you have both her and Halson in your party, Halson will kind of confront, like, I, you have to choose and only want to kind of like that the fight that happens between Shadowheart and Lysel, except you can resolve that to have both of them there. Except this is like, no, you have to choose or Will and Carlac. It's like this, it's one or the other. You either have me or you have her. It's like, I can't be around this evil person kind of situation. You can't talk them out of it, Um, which makes sense. Uh, But yeah, I'm curious what they could do because I'd imagine, because I I, I didn't realize too, like since on my first playthrough, I, you know, killed the three targets in the goblin camp and then I just wiped out the goblin camp. So no fight happens. But then doing my evil playthrough, you actually do a fight at the grove. So I'm like, oh, I guess, so what? If you free Halson, but don't kill the three leaders and then long rest a couple times, then you just do the fight at the grove against the goblins and Minthara and the other two leaders are there? If if you talk to... I, I did this. Um, if you talk to Minthara even if you're doing a good playthrough and I can't remember if it's a check you fail oh, or right, something. Right, right. I, I know what it is. I know. Yeah. yeah. Minthara it's... can read your mind and she knows where the grove is because she uses her illithid powers to read your mind. And then if you long rest, um, it is like in a particular area around the grove, you trigger the fight. Right. And, and again, that leads to the fact like, why wouldn't you have killed her there? Anyways, because that's one of your quests you have is to kill her. Yeah, but I mean, um, like, when you first come across people, you don't know. I don't know. I don't always kill them right away. I liked exploring, like, the goblin camp first, so well, I, I didn't right. kill her immediately. Of course, yeah, but I, I also didn't talk to her immediately. Like, I found I found Halson, and then he was like, yo, you should kill the goblin leaders. And then or, and then I was like, okay. And then I talked to her. Of course, I, I passed-checked her. She didn't find it. But then as she walks away, I, I got into combat and killed her. Um, so I guess, yeah, if you found her before Halson, she reads your mind, and then you don't just kill her, even though it's clear, like, it's a bad guy in the goblin camp, I suppose. Because then you can, in, on my evil playthrough, it does the thing where you can tell um, the dude, like, hey the goblins are on their way with the leaders. Um, and you could say like, I led them here or yada, or you can say like, um, yeah. Cause you, they're saying like, I told them where the camp is. is what I said to them. I'm like, why would you do that? And then they're, they give you a, an extra fallback option saying like, it's a trap for them. So we could kill them. Um, so then you can have the fight there. So technically you could tell them, Hey, here's where the Grove is and treat it, role play it as a trap to where like, I don't want to fight my way out of the goblin camp. I'm going to lure them, to the grove so we can all fight together um you could do that because yeah because the way you recruit her again light spoilers for recruiting Nathara because it's different than the other uh companions is obviously you have to side with her to destroy the grove you have the party uh you have a scene that plays out and then she she leaves and she goes okay I'm, i gotta go back and talk to uh go to moonrise towers and then that scene when you get there uh, at moonrise the first time uh you know typically if if um you know she's dead on a good on a good run or whatever it's just some goblins there you know chatting away but if you if she's alive you go there uh kithric voss is not kithric voss uh kithric thorm a lot of k names is uh 
scolding her for not completing her objective of getting the artifact um because that's what he wants her to do and so he locks her away in in uh the dungeon so then you go to the dungeon and she's like there's these two goblins there i don't remember not goblins like uh yeah they they're no they're um what's the name of the Dwegar? is that what they are the dark like the dark gnomes yeah yeah um the racist gnomes yeah they're they're down there and they're like erasing her mind uh as punishment like they're just going to make her like an, an empty husk of a person whose mind and are they erasing mintharas okay. uh, as punishment for failing gotcha. her quest even though she destroyed the grove and yada yada she didn't find the artifact so she's going to get her mind wiped out and then you can pass a bunch of checks to get her and you essentially can either fight your way out or you can talk your way out so i like i killed cast silence and then i killed the two people after i uh, pass some checks uh and then i just walk out but then you have to pass a bunch of checks to be like whoa what's uh what are you doing isn't she's supposed to be in the cell and you'd be like oh she's her her mind swipe she's my thrall now and then they're like and you pass the check and you're like oh, okay keep going but then you have to pass another one on your way out again and again and then it's really funny because one of them you can be like oh she's gonna like serve me and yada yada and then uh it's like minthara's like I'm not sure I like the way you worded it. <laughs> like, she's like not happy with be called like a, a a puppet and whatnot. But yeah, you like you talk your way out of the tower with her, and then she goes to your camp. But then it does tell you like if you if she's in your party and you go back to Moonrise, it'll be like, be careful. You're you have someone in your party who is supposed to be, you know locked up and even though you talked way out you know yeah yeah but i haven't had run into any situation where i get another follow-up check like yo why is she out of her cage kind of situation so i haven't seen that happen um and also it's really annoying because she won't go with you if you teleport out to other zones like any act one areas like she's like nah i'm gonna my my goal right now is to like she wants to kill catherine or uh yeah catherine thorm and uh so she's like, oh, if you're going to leave, I'm just going to go back to camp. So it's really annoying when I'm like, I want to go back and check some other vendors and steal from or whatever, or like go back and kill somebody who I forgot to murder. And then it's like, like uh, the, the, the smugglers. I'm like, oh, that's right. I got to go back and kill him. Cause this is a different save. Uh, she's like, nah, I'm not going to go with you. I'm like, so I got to like, go get, in a, get Lysel <laughs> and go back and do it. And then swap out. So that's a little annoying, but typically you shouldn't have any reason to need to go back, but um so yeah that's uh and that's curious because I, I was like when you recruit her I, I was wondering like how far can i go pretending to be an absolute but i feel like it's going to kind of push you to fight like i was wondering how they're going to make you like okay i'm assuming you're still going to have to fight kethrick even if you're evil like you have to because that's still the storyline right Right. Well, like, he'll have to like there's but I'm, I was trying to think, think of it like story. I was like, how are they going to figure out that you have to kill this guy? Like, because obviously they'll like in some fashion, they'll have to learn that you're not being influenced by the absolute. Um, because, you you know, you have you have more free will than a lot of other folks. But I was curious when that happens. So because I've done stuff like I the uh, last light in is gone. Isabel's taken. Um, I have to go find Balthazar. Um, so that's that's currently what I need to do is just go to the Shars Temple and talk to I, him. It's got to be something absolute related because when you get to Act Three, it's not like Gortesh and Orin really 
care about you having killed Catherick. Like at the end of the day, they They're don't give yet. a shit that Catherick's dead. Or yeah. they like minimally give a shit. So it has to be that Catherick was influenced by um the absolute. I could also see it being um Catherick's, you know, relationship with the Night Song and Isabel and him being pissed off at how you handled the last light in. I guess, but it 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 infers in that cutscene that she's because he says the the one dude who who's there who's part of the that was also interesting too because going into Last Light Inn I didn't have the um, like if you go through the the south or like the northernmost entrance from um, the the forge you run across the Harpers who you can't fight. Like even like when I first went through, like I was like, okay, let's see what happens if I go through here. It's like you can't choose to fight them in the dialogue options. It's like no matter what happens, even if you're saying like evil stuff or like you know mean things, the shadows come and they're on your side. Now I'm sure, yeah, you can obviously turn on them, but uh, they got like the yellow names and like so we kill the shadows and like okay, so then if you go to last light in, it's like they're saying, uh, oh she's good, and then obviously you don't have the one tiefling who's like. Oh, they saved me. Uh, so you get, you know, Jahira binds you up with the vines, and like you're like, okay, how am I going to get out of this now? And then the one dude who's part of the Harper shows up, who's actually there to kill or to take uh, Isabel. He's like, he like talks to you. And he's like, oh, she's, you know, she's with me, or like, she's a good person, yada yada. And then that's how he talks Jahira out of, uh, you know, keeping you bound up. But yeah, like you, Isabel's not dead when you. Like hit her, you just kind of like knock her out, and that's like it triggers the cutscene, and then he flies off with her. Um, but I'm curious, yeah, like they'll it must there must be a point where you just get to the end, and it's like, oh, now bow, but then it's like, no matter what, I guess you don't, or like they they forcefully read your mind because at that point you're super close to the absolute, and like and that's how they kind of figure out that. Hey, you you're too unique, even if you're evil. You're you can't be you're not part of the grand design, I guess. Um that must be how it, it plays out. Um yeah, cause because when she Minthara joins, she's like, Oh, I, I must kill Catherine Voss now. I'm like, okay, well, that's if I keep you. But I'm curious, like, where does the story push me if I just try to be evil all the way through? Like, how does it make it to where I have to fight him? Like, I'm I'm just I want to know that bit. I just gotta get there. Um, got to go back and play the game again. Yeah, I know. I got to go back in and play and, and, and get in there. I just, I, I took a break. I, I did, uh, I, I talked about on earlier, I, I picked up uh, Far Cry New Dawn on, on PC because it was on sale. Man, the, I don't know what it is with the Ubisoft games. It must be through Go because they're being launched through Uplay or the Ubisoft launcher. But it's like, they don't behave well when I try to click out of the window and do anything. Like, there's no borderless window like there's borderless there's windowed but there's no like borderless windowed so like whenever i try to like click into like watch youtube or something it's like just doesn't behave well it's like nah black screen go away yada yada and i'm like come on man but if i play like you know Baldur skate or diablo it's like back in the you know back when i was playing diablo it's like it's no problem or like oni i'm like i can play oni and click out the screen no issue and do whatever um yeah some of the ubisoft games man they just they don't like being being clicked out of and then uh but yeah, it, it's it's really fun because I was like, that is one of the nice things about playing replaying old games that I only played on consoles. Like now, essentially, it's like playing a remastered version of it because I get the higher frame rates and like the maximum settings for graphics. So it's like 
and I've, I've played five so much and I'm like, man, I really want to replay new Dawn, especially cause I know that game is just looks really good as well. And yeah, just going in there playing on like ultra settings. It just looks real good. And I, I didn't realize windows had this setting where anytime I'd play, like I can play Oni and I can play Baldur's gate fine at like, you know, ultra settings to Baldur's gate or whatever, uh, with DLSS. And I could watch YouTube, but when I was playing like Far Cry, if I have on like ultra high frame rates, it's like if I have the frame rates uncapped and it just goes like I can't watch YouTube at the same time. And I was like, because YouTube just like the audio goes, but then like sometimes the video will stop on the second monitor and then it will speed up to catch up. And I was like, what is the issue here? But I look at like my GPU utilizations at like 98%. I'm like, okay, well, clearly the GPU is being used a ton because I'm playing like super high settings at high frame rates and whatnot and watching a video but i guess in windows they have some sort of like hardware like essentially it's like a resource allocation where like oh if you're gaming we'll make sure the gpu is giving your your game a priority uh and with it on it's what causes that youtube lag so i turned it off and it's one of those dumb settings where it's like you got to restart your computer if you turn this setting on or off and i'm like okay whatever so i, I turned that off and now it's like when you do anything in windows <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really annoying. So like I, I did that and that fixed the problem. Um but then it's like I could if I wanted, I could just cap it at sixty. And then that also helps fix the issue because like it's just being that uncapped frame rate. Uh since like, okay, we're gonna do everything we can. Um but uh but yeah, it's it's a little weird. Um uh oh, is the internet cut out? He's he can't hear anyone. He's gonna Open, close, and reopen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're close to the end anyways. Um, <laughs> at the end, anyways, if you can join to say goodbye. But yeah, it's a, it's really fun just going through and playing that game. It's a, But yeah, it's a, it's a good-looking game. That is, like I said, going back to uh, just replaying old games on PC. Like, I was, I was thinking, I was like, oh, what if I... Even though I have Standing Director's Cut on you know ps5 i was like what do i got on a pc just for that little extra oomph but mm -hmm. i won't do that uh, but yeah it like is a hd or 4k mod or something for it yeah because yeah, I, I was trying to look like you know because I, I picked up far cry primal uh, a while way back uh not way back but like when i got um my laptop uh and then i was like okay and then i got far cry 5 because that was on sale and then i got new dawn so i was like oh i should get four at some point as well just to replay that but yeah playing man replaying new dawn is just like it's so good because they have just the like great colors uh all the you know pink flowers and stuff like that and other colors and the animals look really interesting because all that radiation yada yada but it just looks it looks really cool I'm like man this is a good looking game but so yeah playing that but yeah i, I should get back and play more uh more Brothers gate at some point i forget now that i'm done with the the show i don't think there's anything else I, i'm watching right now that needs my attention because i like typically that's how i'd you know play some Baldur since i'm playing Baldur's gate and like a, a second run i know most of the stuff so i i can don't need to worry about it too much so i can kind of watch something on the side but i wanted to give blue-eyed samurai my attention but uh it, the other thing too with Baldur's gate playing on a second playthrough is i since i know where everything is and like what to do and where all the fights are and yada yada i'm like i'm a little less incentivized to kind of just run around so I feel like I'm, I'm worried now that like, but am I screwing myself over by just quickly running here, or should I kind of run around, clear the shroud, 
get into little bits of combat. Obviously, getting into combat would help because, you know, get more XP and level up quicker. But I was like, is there, I don't think there's any items. Because usually the items you find are, you know, from the vendors. Um, there's not too many items that you pick up in the game that are just like, oh, yeah, it's just sitting here. You know, the skeleton, except that, you know, the skeleton has the thief ring or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I got to get back in there and play. Just, I'm like, I, I, I know I'm like, oh, I got to do this and yada, yada. I got the whole Char, Gauntlet of Char section. I still have more of the Grove to run around. I'm like, what's going to happen with that little shadow boy in the, in not the Grove, the in the Shadowlands? Like, am I just going to play hide and seek with him and then nothing gets resolved? I'm like, I guess. Or maybe I can kill him. I don't know. But <laughs> maybe I could just murder him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, and I wish there, I feels like there's, I try to go back and watch a video because I, I felt like, there's not much, and I again, I couldn't figure out if it was because I'm playing on an evil playthrough, but I feel like the Dirge doesn't have that much of an effect initially, outside of like, you know, I talked about before where you kill that NPC that shows up in Act 1, but that's like a scripted Dirge event, like that'll happen no matter what. Um, and then there are a couple moments like, oh, you know, the Gale, imagining cutting off the hand. And then some other parts in the game, too, where I had some instances where, like, the the narrator dialogue is unique to the Dirge run. But I feel like there's not too many choices that kind of influence that. Like, the last one I got was, like, when I go to, you know, help kidnap Isabel, is, like, the narrator's, like, you know... Oh, but you imagine like just killing them both, both Isabel and the, uh, you know, uh, the the guy that's trying to to take her. But aside from that, there's not like too much. But I'm curious if there's a little bit more if you're playing on a good playthrough, only because you have more people at your camp. So maybe it might be like you have an urge to kill someone in your party, not in your party, but like at camp, perhaps. Because um, I I did look up like I know some stuff can happen. If you, you know, go against the urge to herbal, it'll like be like, oh, well, because you declined this, we're going to try to make you do this to your whoever your, you know, your love interest is in in the party, like whoever you're trying to romance, we're going to make you kind of there's going to be an event that happens with them that could go uh, either way, depending on, you know, checks and whatnot. But it, it feels like there's not a whole lot where it really kind of opens up in the end i guess the end of act two and in act three is like where it it mainly shows up but yeah i, I was surprised like there's not too much dirginess in, in playing the dirge run in the first uh couple acts outside of a couple small things wasn't that one of the complaints those that like the dirge at some points um just doesn't feel relevant yeah i think it's just it's just in again it's just in the because the game's so big it's like there's so many such huge gaps between like uh anything happening because typically you see it in just either the narrator saying something or you have like a dialogue check or you imagine something bad happening and yada yada and you could tell your companions like yo i got i can't remember my past like you have like your character has amnesia and like i can't remember certain things yada yada uh and like you can tell them or you have like these dark urges like i told them uh and Thra, I have dark urges, yada, yada. And it's like, you know, you don't have to tell them. But like, you can tell them, like, okay. But, like, as far as your personal quest, like, it doesn't really 
pick up much in like there's aside from that one major killing that you can't avoid which is why i'm curious if you play dirge on a good playthrough if that's the better option because you have more companions more opportunities for maybe you to kill someone in the middle of the night or something like that um but yeah i also found out like i guess there's other ways like you know we talk about how if you're evil you know you lose car like you lose will uh if you you know destroy the grove whatever um like they just they just bounce i also found out like if you do the gauntlet of char without uh shadow heart she just bounces like she's like she gets really mad if you don't go to the crash i think before you get to moonrise tower like uh lizelle will just leave um because she gets mad that you didn't do that um so i was like wow i didn't know that like these you have party members who are like if you don't do things that are even if they're not I your guess party that makes sense because gale leaves if you don't feed him items like if you just kind of put him in camp and ignore him he leaves yeah he and just yeah. leaves you a note that's like hey i bounced <laughs> well that that um, it, that makes sense for him because he's like i i you know he has a problem he has to deal with it. like it's not a it's not safe for people probably and uh he has a uh, you don't want him eating your boots <laughs> while you're gone or something like that but like i I mean, the Charmon kind of makes sense too. Of like, if you if you don't bring Shadowheart to the one place she wants to go in life, yeah, yeah. Someone put it like, imagine like you have a friend who really wants to go to Disneyland, but then you take an entirely different group who doesn't really care, and then when you're done, you burn it down. <laughs> like that's what it's like. And then uh, that was really funny. kind of yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I just never because again, it they don't leave even if they're not in your party, but you just. Well, except for Shadowheart. But like Lizelle, I don't think will leave. I don't know if she leaves if you go to the crash without her. Like I took her as a way to get into the crash, even though I could have just, you know, disguised self as Guth Yankee. Um, but yeah, I guess like even if you go, because there's other things you can do where it's like, you know, because the Starian, uh, well, I took him with me there. But like if you don't talk to Raphael with him uh, in Act 2, it's not like he, he leaves, but... Uh, I am also curious about like, because I looked up like, okay, what happens with Asterion if you give him up in Act One, uh, and like, oh, you know, this this happens now, yada yada, and like, and I'm really curious how that plays out if it makes certain things more difficult uh, in fights later, a fight later on. But um, I also I, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> like, hey, see you later, Asterion, but. But yeah, just interesting ways for people to, to bounce from your party. But yeah, I'm, I'll be really curious if they do patch in that Minthara way to recruit her on a good playthrough. Because again, if I guess the way you do it is you either A, you knock her out, and the, instead of kill her, you just knock her out. Then like you kill the goblins, everyone lives. So she's still alive. So my assumption would be that you go to the tower and she's there because she goes to report on what happened i suppose or if you knock her out when they attack the grove then she reports to report on her failures because she's such a loyalist uh and then they lock her up and then you can break her out just out of an act of kindness i guess i don't know um like if that's how they'll do it yeah it, you know it's interesting too like i guess with near i guess you can talk him out of being allies with the absolute like you can make make him question his his stance which I, I have no idea how you do that. I feel like I had great roles on everything and wasn't able to convince him of anything. It's certain options. And I think it's only after you, like you have to help him, you kill everyone, all, all the 
the gnomes are dead. You, you know, let him do that. You kill the the other Dwegar who are there, and it's just you and him. And then you make some specific dialogue choices. But it seemed almost like th- it seemed like a recruiting method. Like, oh, it's uh, this is how you recruit him. Uh, like if he like he maybe at one point he was a companion for like an evil playthrough, but now he isn't anymore. Not that I necessarily would want him because it seems like kind of a douchebag, but I don't know if they maybe they fleshed him out enough <laughs> they could have turned me around. But, but yeah, it was uh, interesting. I I look forward to getting back in there. I just gotta gotta find some time to do it because I got too busy today to get back in there. But we'll see. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, maybe they'll patch it to where Worms Crossing won't be so bad for you. We're I know I feel more. like I need to go back and try to like just see what I can do there and see if I can at least like trigger some quest or something. Maybe just save a bunch. Yeah. But, all right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. So I thank you all for listening. Thank you, Izzy. Thank you, Zion, for joining. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we'll see you all next time. Later.